Yeah, in a nutshell, I would say that the strategy is a guiding document for the development of the music industry in the central Okanagan. And so that spans from Lake Country to Peachland. Welcome to Kelowna Talks, where we explore the why behind the decisions that shape your city. Together, we open the curtain and dig deep into current issues, plans, and policies that come out of City Hall. Thanks for joining us as we talk about Kelowna and the topics that matter to you. Evans, Partnership Office Director at the City of Kelowna and host of our Kelowna Talks podcast. As always, I acknowledge that our community is located on the traditional, ancestral, unceded territory of the Silks Okanagan people. Well, we've all put so much on hold these past two years during COVID. It's just basically sucked. Many of us have been working from home, no traveling, no stop. We've all stopped visiting friends and family. It's been a long two years, and I'm, for one, pretty tired of even talking about it. But one thing I personally really missed uh, was events, hockey games, festivals, concerts, and especially live music. So I'm encouraged that we're slowly opening back up again and starting to see some of these events that we miss so much which now leads me to what we're talking about today. And I'm really excited to be chatting with Nicole Cantley, our Community Development Coordinator, well, former Community Development Coordinator, we'll talk about that in a bit, uh, to talk to us about the new Central Okanagan Music Strategy. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks, Bob. It's great to be here. So we always like to start off with a little bit of a more of a personal angle here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Nicole. Where did you grow up? Uh, Was it Kelowna? And when did you start? So what do you do when you're not focusing on on uh, the social music side of our city? Yeah, I actually grew up in a small town called Jasper, Alberta. It's a national park, um, just kind of on the border of BC and Alberta in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. And I moved here for school in 2013. So I always say one beautiful place to the next. Jasper is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Kelowna is also just as beautiful. Um, when I'm not working, and of course, I love what, what I do at work and when you're working on things like live music, it's hard not to just fall in love with it and, and stay focused. But I am outdoors a lot. I'm looking forward to, you know, gardening and camping this summer. And of course, just continuing to explore our beautiful province. Not growing up here has left a lot to be discovered for me now. So just loving being outdoors and spending time outside. And of course, always going to live music shows. Sure. And what about uh, skiing, hiking, all the all the things I think about when I, when I would meet somebody from Jasper? Are you into those? sort of things as well or yes I am probably bigger into hiking now Um, I was a skier when I was younger we did it a lot as a family and of course Marmot Basin's a really nice hill Um, so now more into hiking I have a dog and we we spend a lot of time outdoors with our dog and just a little side note Nicole was complaining about how cold it was on the way here and it's like (laughs) she's Born and raised in Jasper, which I'm guessing is, well, I'm not guessing. I know it's a little bit colder. Oh, than significantly, uh, yes. I, I won't bother you too much about that. So, so you're a live music fan. Can you, uh, do you have a favorite concert or event? Uh, doesn't have to be recently, but in your life that you can say that you attended and, you, you know, was impacted by that. Yeah, definitely a large live, live music fan. Uh, anything from a small show at a local coffee shop or a local brewing company to 
you know, stadium shows at Prospera Place or even the large Altitudes Festival I was lucky to attend earlier this month. It would be very tough to pick a I'm favorite gonna, I'm gonna music show. I'm going to push you. I always do. So you have to tell. You have to pick. Yes. There's got to uh, be one. There is one memory that I'm very fond of that's related to a show that I went to at the South Okanagan Event Center in Penticton. Um, Brothers Osborne, a country duo obviously brothers, uh, came to South Okanagan Event Centre. They were an amazing mm-hmm. show. They're amazing musicians. And I actually got to cheers the live, uh, the lead singer afterwards. So that was a nice little moment for me. Okay, what is that? Sorry, what, maybe it's, what's a cheers? What do you oh. mean by that? <laughs> I um, leaned over the railing at the show with yeah. my glass out and he had walked over to me when he was done performing. And, oh, and like a real physical, yeah, fashion, physical cheers. cheers. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought there was some kind of, you know, music-y thing that I wasn't aware yeah. of. <laughs> so it was a real cheers. Cool, that's good. Thank you. Okay, I, I, I like that. So um, how do you describe the music scene in Kelowna? That's what we're here to talk about today. And uh, tell us a little bit about the the new music strategy. Just what's it about? Um, what's the purpose? And so let's cycle back to my first part of the question is the music scene in Kelowna. Can you uh, give us your observations, your two cents and, uh, you know, some of the good things and some of the challenges we have? Yeah, as you can imagine, Bob, over the last couple of years, the music industry has been hit really hard. One of the first industries to shut down when the pandemic began and now one of the last ones to get going. Music is all about, you know, gathering people, especially with live shows and having that intimate relationship with your audience, which I, which you can imagine was really challenging with being unable to gather or having to have, you know, plexiglass barriers between you and your audience. It's really hard to build that connection with Mm -hmm. your, with your fans when you're not able to, to build that connection and physically be with them in one space. The music industry in Kelowna and in the Central Okanagan region has so much potential. There is still a ton of people working in the music industry from the industry profile set out in the engagement process of the music strategy. There's uh, over 460 um, stakeholders in the region identified as being involved in the music industry. And that was only from a short period of time. And so can, you can imagine that it's constantly changing and evolving who's involved in the industry. As we move past COVID, continuing to rebuild and and build up the industry as well is going to be supported by the music strategy. So maybe I'll jump into what the music strategy is all about. Go go right back to that. Like, what is the strategy? Yeah, in a nutshell, I would say that the strategy is a guiding document for the development of the music industry in the central Okanagan. And so that spans from Lake Country to Peachland. And it covers all areas of the music industry. It's not just live music. It could be recording. It could be producing, songwriting other music industry professionals working, say, in the events industry and and other areas like that. It's really about, you know, supporting those four pillars of audiences, artists, spaces, and then bringing it all together with partnerships as our central um, pillar uh, to support the music industry. And it's a document for the entire community to get behind. It's not just a document for the city of Kelowna to lead. It actually wasn't even a project led by the city. Um, We were just one of the key players. So it's really for the whole community to get behind anyone from an audience member who's a music lover going out and supporting the industry up to music industry professionals professionals being supported by their community and and uh, growing in the best way possible. Okay, we're going to definitely unpack this more, but just at this point, if somebody's interested in finding the music strategy, where do they go? Where can you direct them to uh, locate it? Yeah, the 
Um, a local nonprofit, Creative Okanagan, was the home for the music strategy. And so they were kind of where we held all of the documentation and were kind of the parent group of the leadership okay. ensemble, pun intended, mm-hmm. of the group. taking And, uh, and accepted. <laughs> yes, taking, taking the initiative on. And so we we're really grateful for Creative Okanagan support and their board support and encouragement of the project. It's been in conversations for a really long time um, at the Creative Okanagan level. So if anyone wants to find out more about the strategy, heading over to creativeokanagan.com would be the best place. Okay, so you you hit on one of my questions on who is Creative Okanagan and how did the city's role um, roll out, another pun intended, um, <laughs> as part of the process and uh, what was our involvement as a city? Yeah, Creative Okanagan is a local nonprofit that creates accessible performing arts opportunities for audiences and artists in the Okanagan region. So they've been around for quite a while. Um, They are the home of the Central Okanagan Music Strategy, but they also do a lot of great things in the area, such as music in the park in West Kelowna that you might know about um, and other sort of um, professional development opportunities for artists in the region. We're so grateful for their support, of course. Um, The leadership ensemble that took on the um, took on the initiative or kind of at the ground level were hands-on involved the executive director of Creative Okanagan. So that's Carmela Kofniochim. Mm-hmm. There was also myself as the city liaison. And then we had Craig Siemens, a local volunteer who um, is just an avid music lover and is a musician himself. And also Chris Hargrave, a uh, event industry professional and also local volunteer supporting the project. Okay. Um, so they're a, a nonprofit. Is that my yeah, understanding? That's okay. Okay. Good. So um, I think it's important in this conversation. You know, I had a little bit of brief time on on the way here to talk about it. That uh, obviously the planning process uh, started and, and ran through the through what shall never be named again, COVID nineteen, um, and most of the consultation took place. So. Tell us a little bit of public consultation. How did you get input and feedback from from the music industry to form the plan? Yeah, maybe I'll start by painting a little bit of a picture on how we got started. Sure. So right after the launch of the 2020 to 2025 cultural plan and the music strategy was an initiative laid out in that plan, we had started the process of, of building this development. So we, you know had a development process. We were building out an advisory group of local community stakeholders that could contribute to the engagement process. And our first meeting with the advisory group was supposed to be in person in March. And so come March, 2020, I had no idea what was going to happen with this project. We didn't know if we should, you know, wait it out for the two weeks that COVID was going to be, or (laughs) if we should go ahead and give a shot with virtual engagement. It's something that none of us were really familiar with at the time. You know, we had brave new world at the time, wasn't it? We had, you know, online surveys, but that was really the extent of our online engagement with the community. And so we were lucky enough to have a consultant, Nordicity, supporting this project, and they were very familiar with virtual engagement events. And so what we did, we started out our initial engagement sort of in in phase one of the project with our advisory group and Nordicity. And so we had Nordicity take us through a virtual engagement event, show us what was possible, and then we we ran with it. We set up focus groups with that same um, platform, that same method. We did an online survey that had over 1,100 responses, and we had some interviews with key stakeholders. And that was the first bulk of our engagement with the community. And it was really important to us that we had the community's input on the plan because we wanted it to be representative of what the community wanted to see for the music industry. 
So from that initial engagement, we developed the industry profile that I had mentioned earlier, identifying stakeholders in the industry, kind of the SWOT analysis of where we mm -hmm. were. And then from there, we had a phase two of our engagement. So we took what we learned from that industry profile and then went in and had an upbeat music summit where we had over 110 key stakeholders from our community discussing relevant topics that we had already heard from our community. And so we had heard, you know, that awareness was an issue and what could we do related to awareness or how can we support youth artists in the area? Um, so after that upbeat summit, we developed that wireframe strategy, once again, went out to the community mm -hmm. just to confirm that we had things right and then we were able to launch in November of 2021. So it sounds like we can safely say that this was taken very seriously and you've talked to a lot of groups and there was a lot of great feedback. Yes and it yeah. was such great feedback from the community. We're so grateful for all the time that they committed to supporting mm -hmm. the project and you know we often ask the community for what we're what they think about certain topics and it's just so great when they're able to commit to the time that it takes to put in their feedback in a survey mm -hmm. or attend a focus group or set aside time during their day to do those things. So we're just so grateful for all the support we had from the community and the, all the time they took to share their thoughts with us. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people that contribute a lot of volunteer time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, some of the key results that, that from my understanding that uh, the public, they want more live shows. Um, but there's generally a lack of awareness on, on, on those shows, parking, other costs and convenience issues. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? And so what's some of the, I guess, learned items that came out of the, out of the study, out of the, out of the uh, uh, consultation process? Absolutely. Awareness is one of the largest issues that the industry is facing, both with awareness of shows, awareness of, you know, what tools artists can access in our community. What recording studios do we have? What kind of opportunities mm. do we have for professional development? So it's not necessarily just the issue with awareness of shows and getting bums and seats, but it's really about, you know, supporting the artists that are in, in the region and hoping that we can keep them here and grow their um, portfolios here versus having them leave the area. We want to be able to support them as sure. best we can in our region. And so, it is one of the areas that we're focusing in right off the bat. It's part of the short-term goals of the group, uh, just working across the music industry too, right? It's not just with the nonprofits and with the musicians, but of course, what do we have in the for-profit music industry or how can we connect with businesses better to support the music industry or, or however that looks. And so you can see under the audience's strategic goal or the strategic pillar there, we have a goal to maximize the awareness of the local music ecosystem. And this could be through a number of things. Some of the options identified would be developing diverse promotional sharing opportunities. So where people are already finding information. So not developing necessarily new spaces for them to find information, but where are they looking for information on shows already. Yeah, and that surprises me. I, I, so are, where do they go? Like where, you know, I'm sure that was part of the, part of the research. Um, what's, what's the, you know, the one, two, three sort of go-to places that people find information on the music venues and music scenes. So are, are we talking about people wanting to see more shows or because there's two aspects, I guess, the, the, the resources for the music industry itself and then the people who want to come to the shows. So if I want to come to a show, where, where do I go? How do I start off? And what, what, what is the, I guess, the most um, popular search engine or other method for me to get information on the music scene? Yeah, I wish I could say there's one spot for you yeah. to go to for all things music or all things arts and culture. Currently, 
Um, what we heard in the first phase of the engagement, we did have a question about how people are hearing information. We heard a lot through newsletters, so like emails directly to their inbox about events. So it's kind of right in their face mm-hmm. um, on what's going on in the community, maybe that weekend or that month. And also just community calendars. So we have, you know, Tourism Kelowna, several of our news sources have community calendars. And we also heard that radio was another popular way to get the message out. Wow, radio. Okay, that mm-hmm. surprises me. Yeah, you know, when I, in my Toronto days, they had a Toronto has a magazine called I think Now, and it had all you, you could. It was a free publication that you could pick up on the corner, and it was dedicated to the arts, so visual arts, performing arts, written arts, the whole the whole gamut. So it was uh, it was a great resource. And now, uh, I mean, typically, I think yeah, most people probably log on to whatever device they have and start searching out uh, weekend events. So hopefully, uh, you know, there's there's good search engines out there that, that help that along. Yeah, absolutely. I there's hope. lots of resources. There's lots of things online that we can use. We just need to find what's best. Okay. So another takeaway from the plan is, I thought it was interesting, the strategy talks about the significant amount of talent that exists in the Okanagan. So that's fantastic. But the lack of awareness around the town, the lack of venues for them to play in, how does the strategy address those concerns? Yes, venues is a top topic of conversation um, for arts and culture overall, especially the music industry, specifically with lots of venues closing during the pandemic or no longer being able to offer live music opportunities in their spaces. And so what we're hoping to do is develop some sort of venue audit um, is what we're going to consider, which will provide us a snapshot in time of what is available in Kelowna, because we... We do believe that there are certain venues still available to musicians that they can use. You know, we're having our larger theaters being able to welcome guests again um, and building those um, relationships back up. There's venues being built right now. If you've heard of Revelry, one of um, Mm -hmm. the buildings going up on Ellis that are that's in the plans. With venues, we have heard a lot of issues based on, you know, the quality of the venues. you know, some of our cultural venues are aging. That's mm-hmm. a big topic of conversation, but you can still think of, you know, the newer venues that are coming up, like I mentioned, Revelry or the Creative Hub that may have a performance space, both inside and outside attached to it. So what we're wanting to do is build a listing of what is available and then find the gaps. So we don't have, you know, an all ages venue. So do we mm-hmm. need some sort of youth venue in the region that can be a, a place for them to gather and, and share music or, or hear music with their friends and identifying kind of what we can do from there. So one of the first initiatives that the Music Action Committee, which was formerly the Leadership Ensemble, is taking on now would be that venue audit and discovering what we do have available to artists in our community. Okay, so that's that's the, the venue side. And what, you know, what about the, the, the local musician side and uh, how did the, the study address that? So I guess when I say the musician side, you know, just the culture, the supporting artists and so on, um, is there something you can elaborate on with that? Absolutely. Another one of the initial um, initiatives that the team wants to take on is a series of networking opportunities to bring people together in the region. So people from, you know, all the way to Peachland and Lake Country and beyond, of course, focusing on the Central Okanagan, but anyone who wants to come would be welcome. There is already networking events going on in, in the area focused on the music industry, and we want to, you know, work together with anyone in the region that's already doing them. But we just want people to gather, share information, get to know 
know each other and get to know what's available to them in the area. And what I would say is to subscribe to the newsletter at creativeokanagan.com to find out about when those are coming up, if anyone from the industry is interested in participating um, and just getting involved and getting out there. It's the best way to get to know what's available in your community. Okay, excellent. Good. That's I'm, I'm glad the strategy addressed that. So as you know, I'm a partnerships guy at the city. And uh, mm-hmm. so the piece about partnership interests me. A good example we promoted is the obviously the food and wine industry in the Okanagan, and that's something that's uh, pretty central to what we do from uh, an outward uh, advertising perspective. Um, how do we how do we expand the promotion of of the music scene? And that seems like a natural fit with food and wine as well. So, how, how do we highlight that as as a pretty key aspect to what we have to offer in in the central Okanagan? I figured you would like the partnerships piece, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, partnerships is at the foundation of the music strategy. It is the main pillar, and it really you can't do anything without having strong partnerships in our community. You're not going to achieve much, and it's partnerships that we want to develop within the music industry, as I mentioned you know, getting them more connected with each other, but also outside of the industry and sharing what we have to offer um, from a tourism perspective, also to our residents. How are we making sure that they know what's available to them to participate in? What I would mention is that we're probably not at the stage where we would become a UNESCO City of Music just quite yet. We are just growing our industry. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. UNESCO City, <laughs> really? It That's is, interesting. Yeah, wow, wow. It is. And it's probably yeah. something we'd strive for in the future when we're right. when we're when we're there, when we're ready. But mm-hmm. we're really just looking to grow what we already have and um, just to kind of build from the strong foundation of the industry that we already have. And so the industry profile outlined that there there's tons of people working in the industry. And so how can we highlight that with our community and sharing that with Tourism Kelowna, working closely with them on how we can bring people to our to our t- towns and cities to experience live music. We already know people travel mm-hmm. for music. I've traveled for shows that I've really wanted to see sure, myself. So I, yeah. yeah, and it's also showing um, promoters what the region has to offer as well. So we have a lot of large names that go to Vancouver and then go off to Edmonton and Calgary. And how can we become that kind of stopping point on their route to do a show here as well? And it'll be working very closely with promoters in the region. And Creative Okanagan actually already did a tour of the region from Vernon all the way down to Penticton on what was available in all the soft seat theaters in the region. And Mm -hmm. it was very well received and people love coming to Kelowna. It's absolutely a, a favorite spot of some artists to come here and of course relax while they're here and enjoy what we have to offer and so I think continuing to build those relationships both from the tourism side and and with promoters that would be doing shows that would be traveling through we can kind of build what we have to offer and and continue to build and promote on what we have to offer in the community. Okay so does the report um, address festivals at all? And the importance of festivals, and I, I again, I, I think that's a that's a huge attraction. So, there were, yeah, <laughs> there wasn't any speci- any specifics okay. on festivals in there, um, but it's definitely a growing opportunity. You know, the Altitudes Festival that just yeah. happened, and yeah. um, also done by the same group would be Denim on the Diamond. Those are two kind of yeah, main... gaining a lot of uh, popularity for sure. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I think there's definitely an opportunity. There's definitely a desire for it in our community. Yeah. Altitudes was very well attended. I think over four thousand people bought tickets to the show. So yeah, they definitely will continue to grow. And I think there's still a desire in the community for them as well. So what are the next steps here with, uh, with this group, with this report? What's uh, what happens? So it doesn't collect dust on a shelf. What's next, Nicole? 
dust on a shelf is absolutely not in the plans for this one. Good, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have put together a team for implementation, so they did a call out for local volunteers um, to support the implementation of the music strategy. We have two groups, kind of that main music action committee that I, I had mentioned before, mm-hmm. and also an advisory group. And this advisory group is going to be working on, you know, supporting the strategy kind of from afar and and taking on more of an advisory role where they share their perspectives and their opinions on certain issues. It's something that we can go to as a resource as well if we're doing something with the city that we can chat with that group and see what they think. Um, but anyway, their, their main focuses are that venue audit that I mentioned before, the networking events, and of course, working on the promotion of the music strategy. And if anyone wants to get involved, again, heading over to creativeokanagan.com right. would be the best place. We're happy to have any volunteers that are interested in supporting the project and want to be involved. Please just let us know. Well, excellent. You're obviously showing a lot of enthusiasm around that that connection. So uh, we're towards the end of our time here. So again, I always like to ask, is there anything that uh, we've missed that I wasn't able to ask you that you would like to uh, tell our listeners? I would just love to take time to just thank everyone that was involved just one last time, um, both in the development of the music strategy and now moving into the implementation, the volunteer hours and support that we've had for this project. Mm. Go, I can't even... I have no mm-hmm. words for how grateful we are for that support. So I just want to give a shout out to the leadership ensemble that I had the pleasure of working with, Karma, Craig, and Chris. Also the 12-person advisory group that we spent countless hours on the project. Um, many people from our community and, of course, our project funders. We had funding from Factor, Creative BC, and, of course, the city is a proud funder of this project as well. And lastly, I just want to thank everyone in the local music industry for powering through a really challenging Mm -hmm. time over the last couple of years, continuing to deliver on what the community wants. I've been really grateful to still have live music opportunities in our area, despite the challenges that they're facing. And I just want to encourage everyone from the community to support their local music industry and events are back. So get back out there and, and continue to enjoy them with us. Well said, and I'm looking forward to it as well. And I always like to say that um, volunteerism is one of the backbones of our city. And that's Absolutely. what makes us tick because we can't do it alone. So mm-hmm. thank you. And I just wanted to tell the listeners about, about the really big news from my perspective oh. anyways, is that you moved over from your role as community development coordinator to join our team in the partnership office as the new grants and special project coordinator position. I have. So thank you and welcome and uh, happy to have you as part of our team and look forward to uh, lots of future together and creating partnerships around the city. So uh, yeah, thanks, Nicole. I really appreciate the time uh, with sharing the music strategy with us today. Yeah, of course. Always happy to talk about such exciting projects and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, excellent. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kelowna Talks. For more conversations about topics that matter in your community, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you liked what you heard, give us a five-star rating and share Kelowna Talks with your friends and neighbours. If you'd like more information about this podcast and other big community conversations, visit kelowna.ca slash community stories.